When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. Producer Morning, John. John. Morning, everybody. Morning, everybody. Hey, everybody. Everybody say hey. Hey, everybody. Let's circle up real quick. Can we, gang? Real quick. Real quick. Uh, All right. On four. (laughs) What's our word? Uh, Who's he? What's it? (laughs) The new candy bar. The new candy bar from the friends at uh, Whatchamacallit. Yes. Guys, did you see the news on this Bernie Sanders uh, merchandise? Yeah. Raised like $1.8 million for charities in Vermont. Oh, that's great. Wheels on wheels, right? It's, that's yes. one of them, yep. Yep, there's a, let's see, there's there's a number of them, but, uh, you know, it all started with the, the whole mitten frenzy. Mm-hmm. And so now you can pre-order your bobblehead. Mm, of him sitting in the chair. Yeah. Yes. It's great, the, the fold-out, the cheap fold-out VFW chair. That the uh, government provided him <laughs> yeah. and other <laughs> leaders of our nation. <laughs> the metal fold-out yeah. chair. It's the same chair that you have to like drive around with your mom in a van prior to your graduation party, just <laughs> trying to find more chairs. Does anyone have chairs? Right. Just Any like... poker table chairs? <laughs> yeah. 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 That is hilarious. Well, he first put the um, uh, merchandise on his website. So there were t-shirts and sweatshirts and stickers and then the first run sold out in less than 30 minutes. So more wow. merchandise was added um, that weekend. It was sold out by Monday morning. And uh, he's delighted by all of this. He thinks it's really fun oh, to see good. all the creativity with the memes and everything. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad because I was worried he might have his feelings hurt that no, we're making fun of it. I think he loved it. Um yeah, so this is fantastic. Lots of money. Um, here are the charities, by the way. Um, aging, uh, area Agencies on Aging, which is going to fund the Meals on Wheels throughout Vermont. Uh, feeding uh, Children, Chill Foundation, Senior Centers in Vermont, uh, Bi-State Primary Care for Dental Care Improvements, all sorts of stuff. Reaping the benefits. So glad. That's great. Just yeah, a fun everybody moment. give a little bit, and you can get your little bobblehead or whatever. I don't know the sweatshirt I loved. I thought the sweatshirt looked really great. The one that I saw was a black sweatshirt, and then just Bernie on the chair, arms folded with his mittens and mask, and it was just, <laughs> it was just great. I just want one that says "current mood." Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to see what the cost of the bobblehead is. 
I don't see it. I can you can pre-order it, and I've got. Did you that say one. the only one that's uh, that's selling ahead of it? Did you Did you already say that? No. Fauci? Oh no, I didn't. Fauci. That, that would number be a good one, one political bobblehead of the year <laughs> is really? Fauci. Yeah, so you 50, could have thousand units sold. For oh. Fauci. You could have like use them as uh, as bookends or something. You could oh, have cute. Fauci on one end, Bernie on the other end. That is really a cute idea. I Remember the it. old Bernie Sanders sound we, we used to play? Don, we had found this old video of Bernie Sanders as a young Vermont up-and-coming lawmaker or legislator, whatever it was at the time. And he was talking to these five and six and seven-year-old kids at a park <laughs> and grilling them on drugs. How many of you have know what cocaine is? Go oh ahead, raise God. your hand. Go ahead, raise it. And he was just grilling these little kids who were like, Boy, this guy's really coming at yeah, us with like some six. stuff. <laughs> Coca-Cola, Mr. Bernie? Oh Don't Coca-Cola God. me, you know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 25 bucks plus shipping and taxes. If you want to pre-order, I will link this up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. Okay. Okay. Boy, taxes. Those always yeah, surprise always you and check out, don't they? Ooh, yeah. on, and delivery charges. On the Bernie Sanders website, I was looking yes. for merchandise. Okay. It says at the bottom, paid for by friends of Bernie Sanders, and then in parentheses, not the billionaires. Bernie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hilarious. That's funny. That's um, funny. Hey, not so hilarious. Obviously, we uh, lost Larry King very recently, and I think a lot of people assumed that the cause of death was COVID-19. Mm. Right. His wife, Sean, is uh, opening up about her final moments with him, and she said that... Um, she said that he overcame COVID, but he had an infection. Uh, he had sepsis. Mm. So um, that's really... So it's kind of like a COVID-related yes. death? I that's what it sounds directly COVID. like. Because yeah. he wouldn't have gotten sepsis he, had he not been in the hospital undergoing all that treatment, I presume, right? That, that's what I presume, too. But yeah. she you know, specifically said he did not die from COVID. He overcame mm. COVID, and, oh. and then he got an infection. Okay. But, you know. All right. And then um, his final words were, I love you, take care of the boys. So sweet. That she heard on FaceTime from him, which is really, really sweet. Two kids for, with her, um, a 21-year-old and a 20-year-old son, and then a 59-year-old from his um, former, one of his former marriages. Hmm. It's very sad. Um, may I just say something? Please do. They were going through a divorce. I thought there was some contention there between Mm -hmm. them and it had to do with money. And I just think it's interesting that she made sure to say, you know, I didn't, we never thought our, we, Larry and I, we never finalized our divorce. Uh, In my heart, I didn't think it was really going to happen and it never did. We were partners in every sense of the way in business and um, first in our family, then in our business. And our family is the most important thing in God. Hmm. just think it's kind of interesting that she wanted to make that public mm-hmm. before the will is read. Donna. What? Well, yep. Dawn. Dawn. Dawn and Donna. She's like, look how sweet I am. Mm -hmm. Because couldn't his kids come back and say, actually, you were divorcing him? Right. I don't know how those rules work with marriage. Sure. I don't either. 
I don't either. And then one just final note, because we had the story about Jane Krakowski and uh, our my pillow. pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. And then he, you know, uh, sued the tabloid that reported that, or he's in the process of suing them. She has a boyfriend and has for a couple of years. Maybe they mix oh. the two people up, but... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, or maybe they didn't, and they made it up. It just seems Mixed so weird. Uh, his name is David Rockwell. He's an architect, and he's done some, um, designed a whole bunch of sets on Broadway shows and movies, which is how he's believed to have met Jane Krakowski. And um, so, yeah, apparently they've been together for a year or two, a couple of years. Huh. So there you go. Do you think up. there was at some point where he was like, are you yeah. cheating on me with the my pillow my guy? Pillow guy. He right? had to. At some point, you so have to bring it up in some way. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So I was reading page six today. Have you seen this article yet? Hmm. Slides it over to her. Doop, doop, Please doop, don't doop, make doop. me ask. Don't make me say it out loud. Right. <laughs> anyway, you've been getting better sleep, and I wondered mm. why. <laughs> it's that new pillow you've got. <laughs> Where'd you get that pillow, Jay? Listen, I did sleep They're with the my pillow last night. I, I quite, I quite like them. You know, my dog loves the MyPillow. He never slept on a dog bed ever, ever, ever. Here's, you know, just a casual endorsement. (laughs) Uh, Unpaid, by the way. Yeah. Uh, He just loves it. Loves it. Every dog that ever comes in contact with that pillow tries to steal it if I'm dog sitting. (laughs) You know, tries to, like, get on it before the other dog does. So, anyway. Oh, funny. Uh, We gotta go. You've heard about how praying mantises and spiders... Sometimes the females can kill the males right after they have sex. Sure, bite the head off. Or mate, I should say. Well, it turns out some spiders in the spider community are fighting back, and they're doing it in a sort of kinky way. Hmm. I'll explain what's happening in the spider kingdom when we return that and other dumb stuff you don't need to know on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt. Like, continuous cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Ew. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's I'm cool, sorry. you'll love them. And hey, ladies, ladies, try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Hey, good morning and welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Things that make you go. Let's talk about spiders. I hate them. Mm. I hate them. <laughs> I used to kill all of them. And now because I live in a mosquito territory... I kill less of them as long as they're not in my house. But I have to tell you, if it's in my house, I'm going to kill you. Spiders, not people. Mm. Okay? Okay. Having said that, some species of male spiders actually tie up the female spiders before they mate. What do you mean tie them up? In their webs. 
They spin a web around them. Oh, honey, come here. Let's cuddle. Let's cuddle where you can't get away. That stresses me out. I don't like that. Hashtag me too. Wait a second, though. Me too. too. No, no, no. The male spiders are fighting back here because they do that. They tie up the female before mating, the spiders do, so that the females don't eat them afterwards. Oh, me too. Preventative measures. Yes. It's like a first action of self defense because if they don't, they get eaten by the female spider. That's hmm. not awesome. Hmm. Oh. Praying mantises. Yeah. They 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 mate and then she she kills them. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What you got to say about that, Peta? Why am what I picking fights with Peta? Really? <laughs> what you what? say, John? What else do, does the praying mantis really need from the male? <laughs> the You've male. done your job. <laughs> Goodbye. You so yeah. Bye. I'll go and make more praying manti, and you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll call you, you a cab. Yeah. <laughs> and then if she has any son praying Manti, she's like, we got to have a talk about something that's going to happen to you later. Okay. <laughs> Will dad be here for the conversation? No. Uh, uh, yeah, gone. about that. He's on yeah, I, vacation. I ate him up, excuse me, about a week back. Uh, I'm still digesting him. Oh. Did you at least pray first? That's the blessing on the meal. <laughs> no. Praying Manti. I don't know. Whatever. Um, fun fact about Donna, Donna Valentine and doctors still don't know why, but she's never sneezed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'd wet myself. Oh, (laughs) and that was your moment of incontinence. (laughs) Sneezes can leave your mouth at more than 200 miles per hour. That's remarkable. You ever sneeze and then you're like, oh my gosh, it's on that part of the windshield. Oh, yeah. When they just, it's just... Super fast and you can't control it. Yes. Oh, I you know, hate that. When we first started wearing masks, I remember there was, I think it was a baseball manager who was uh, seen in the dugout pulling down his mask to cough. And of course, the internet like just destroyed this guy. But I thought, I totally get it because it's if you ever wear a mask, the thought is not to, if you sneeze or cough, it's like you always want to cover your mouth or, or you don't want it on like the the fabric plays a bit of a mind game with you where you're not like, oh, I can just sneeze in here willy nilly. Like I still want to put my arm up in front of the mask. I don't operate as though there's a mask on my face <laughs> when I'm coughing or sneezing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go back to Donna's incontinence for a moment. Uh-oh. For a brief moment. Okay. Um. Is it is it a, that situation or like jumping? Does this is this a jumping problem? I know it's for women. A lot of women. That's a jumping. No, I don't thing. have any of those problems. I think it's more for women who've given birth. Several. Oh, times. and yeah, put it through quite the exercise routine. <laughs> quite the t- this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the Mission Impossible television series invented the term self-destruct. They created that. That was with their famous mission instructions that would, quote, self-destruct in five seconds. Had it not been for that television series, which I didn't know there was, I thought there were only movies, uh, then we would have never had self-destruct. Isn't that something? Wait, you didn't, you didn't know that Mission Impossible was a TV show? Correct. Not until this morning. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That means he's young. Yeah. Was it, is this the one with the guy who was in the wheelchair? Is that the right? Was that Mission Impossible? Mm, are you thinking about Austin Powers, Dr. Evil in his chair? No, I am not. <laughs> How about no? I think that was a different show, but um, yeah, that was a big TV show. I never watched yeah. it. No. Okay. Same theme song, I would imagine. Dun, 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 dun. Yes? Correct. Yes. I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Oh, you would like them, probably. I don't know. As I said it, I'd stop believing it. It's very... (laughs) You don't really have to think super hard through it. It's big action. They look like each of them, especially the the last few that came out, look like they cost a kajillion dollars to make. They're so beautiful. Tom Cruise is doing some ridiculous stunt, scaling the side of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai or hanging off of an actual plane doing his own stuff. They just all look super expensive and glossy. So if you like a big blockbuster feel Mm -hmm. like that, especially at a movie theater, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Thank you. The longest winning streak in any professional sport in history is held by a squash player from Pakistan, or if you're fancy, Pakistan. His name is... Jehangir Khan, and he won 55, um, excuse me, 555, 555 consecutive matches of squash from 1981 to 1986, which begs the question, what is is squash? squash? I don't know. Is it like... uh, I've heard of this. Is it like cricket? Boy, that's a confusing game. No, you just have to like tap the ball through the little arches, right? Are you so that's not cricket? Squash. You're thinking about just to be clear. You're thinking about, I believe, um, croquet. Oh, cricket <laughs> has a bat, and it's yeah. like a flat bat. Oh, like a paddle, like an old school paddle. And then the pitcher does like a super wind up, and then whips this hard ball in at the guy, and then he hits it with his old school paddle, and it's kind of like a baseball field. Mm-hmm. Although now you got me all pumped about croquet. What really about like that game. I'm trying to figure out it's only squ- the only thing that's coming up is the 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 vegetable. <laughs> what is squash the game? It's not big here uh, in America. It's essentially racquetball. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got it. It's a, yep, that's it. It's it's almost like a different term for racquetball. <laughs> okay. 
Thanks, Steve. Oh, that yeah, no. Happy to happy to do it. Thank All you. Right. Uh, upon our return, aw, Hollywood is mourning the loss of one of its greatest funny ladies. We'll tell you about that. And an actor is divorcing the wife that no one even knew he had. We'll get to those stories and more coming up next on My Talk. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk. No seven one. Right. Everything entertainment. It's so dry in here. Ugh. Hey. You guys, I can't even do my hair anymore. I, I don't even bother. I mean, I do bother. And then it, when after I hit the dryer on my hair, it's just all static. You like, put some Moroccan oil in it, I think. Okay. Oh, that's, I have some don't of that. put it on the roots. Put it on the ends. Okay. I'll there's try some that. heat. There's some stuff you can put on for if you use any heat products. Yep, I have all that. Spray. Okay. I just oh. it, don't put too much. Okay. Yeah, she's been trying all sorts of things. I mean, I, I bought a humidifier. I'm running that in the bathroom before I get ready. I've got. I tried spraying static guard on my brush, and I look. Where are you like feeling most dry? Is it my all hair. hair? Not your well, like, but your knuckles or anything? Yeah, but I don't care about that because that I could fix. The mm. hair, you just, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking out of control, Steve. Like I really? spray everything before I put it on in the morning with Static yeah. Guard. Static Guard, yeah. I, wow, it's that's interesting. Crazy. You know, Every this year is this, this happens. You know, when you go to touch something like a light switch, and yes. you know, you know it's dry, and you know the static is in the air, and you you're afraid to touch the light switch because you know you're going to get zapped. <laughs> yes. You know it. Yes. And sometimes if you do it and it's dark out and you see the little t- <laughs> That's yeah. not good. Not good. It's bad. Thanks for the tips though. Appreciate it. Yeah, you that. got it, buddy. That's very sad. This I consider Cloris Leachman one of the the greats when it one comes One of the old to, school funny ladies. Oh, so you know? funny. I loved her on Rhoda. I used to watch Phyllis when I was really young. And I just thought she was so pretty. And she's, I think she's up there with like the Madeline Cons of the world. Valerie Harper was very, you know, kind of that edgy, mm-hmm. smart aleck kind of right. funny woman. Betty White. They were in a movie together called You Again, I believe. But uh, she passed away at the age of 94. I did not realize she was wow. 94 years old. Yeah. So she'd been working up until the end. Like, she just she had credits from last year. I know. Wow. How long ago was she on Dancing with the Stars? 12 years ago. She was 82. So she yeah. died at 94. Wow. So Yeah. So she was the oldest uh, contestant on, on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she's done, obviously, the Mary Tyler Moore show. She replaced Mrs. Garrett on The Facts of Life. That's why, okay. I was looking at the IMDb, and I'm like, 48 episodes of, of Facts of Life. And, yeah, okay, that's yep. what it was. She was on Malcolm in the Middle. She was, uh, my favorite that she was in was so funny. I, of course, you go down the rabbit hole when somebody passes away, and then you want to go right. look at all their work. Um, I loved her in Young Frankenstein. Yes. So funny. You know, it's funny that you say that because I will, uh, I'll show my own age and just, and my lack of like classic movie watching. There's so many classic greats that I have not seen. And Young Frankenstein is one of them. I'm watching a clip of that this morning. And uh, as as Gene Wilder is oh. is going into the her castle situation, and the horses are neighing and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes. But then I watched an interview with her as she was uh, talking about some of the behind the scenes moments the that laughing. happened. 
some of the laughing, and she could just get Gene Wilder in stitches. And like the Ovaltine line, whenever she's so trying to offer funny. him a dress. So <laughs> funny. It was great. Oh, so good. I watched the same exact interview this morning. I was just like, oh, I just love her. And she was, you know, she wasn't even saying anything that was particularly funny, but he kept cracking up because I think right. it was her delivery. Yeah. She was just so great. She was also uh, did voices on Phineas and Ferb, Bob's Burgers. Hmm. Um, she was on the show Raising Hope, mm-hmm. if that rings a bell with you guys. Um, yeah, and she and Betty White, by the way, were friends. I just watched a clip of her in a, a movie called You Again. They're two grandmas at a wedding, and I guess they were rival cheerleaders or something, but it was very <laughs> funny, like the dialogue, very cute. We do have a little montage of Cloris Leachman in some of oh, her yeah. roles. M. Paul Bruchel. <laughs> we're dealing with sick people here, you understand? Dangerously sick. Oh, Mary. Dear, funny Mary. The winners of the Best Supporting Actor and Actress category Emmy in Comedy are Rob Reiner for All in the Family and Cloris Leachman for Lars Affair, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Your father had a second family. What? This bloody cocktail waitress in Manitoba. She was nothing but a pig. The couple with the lowest combined total and therefore leaving right now. I'm not leaving. (laughs) I haven't done anything wrong. Why can't I quit apologizing? You're the one ought to be sorry. The winner is Cloris Leachman in the last picture show. Oh, and she won an Oscar for that dramatic role. Yes. That's so great. She's going to be dearly missed. Mm. And I bet a lot of people, too, this weekend will be doing some uh, digging, kind of like what we've already started doing, just throwing on some old Cloris Leachman movies, TV shows, Mary Tyler Moore show, just to rekindle, you know, the flame. You know, I heard Elizabeth talking about that in the Dirt Alert this morning, and I was just delighted to know that Mary Tyler Moore, every season is available, was it on Amazon? On Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm going to throw that on every now and then. Yeah, That is a great show. Great show. Anyway, uh, in other news, um, did anybody know Tim Robbins got married? I saw this yesterday. I think I did. What? It's a secret marriage. Nobody even knew he was married. And he's getting divorced. That's That's why why. the story is out there. It's like, uh, wait, what? He filed for divorce from his wife. Her name is Gratiella Brancusi. Um, And no one knew that they got married. So they got married back in 2018. She looks significantly younger. Hey. Hey, I don't know anything you. about her. I don't either. She's very beautiful, though. She's got cute curly hair. Um, yeah, so apparently they were friendly with his kids, with Susan Sarandon. Um, let's see. That's all we know. That's all we know. I really miss him with Susan Sarandon. I yeah, they say. were together 21 years but never married. Isn't that crazy? And had kids. How, how old do we believe this woman to be? I want to say she looks like she's maybe 39. Bratiella. 38. Bran Cousy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The uh, Bull Durham, great movie. That's where uh, he and Susan Sarandon met. 33. 33. Tim Robbins, 62. 
uh, Gratiala Brancusi, 33. Yeah, because she probably wants to go out partying, and he's like, I need a nap. Jeopardy. Yeah. Where's my meal at 4 p.m.? And my oval team. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it right back. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's a strange story. Don't it know is. anything about yeah. them. Um, hmm. And then Pamela Anderson, how about that story? This girl's just marrying everybody. Oh, my she's, God. She's married again? She just, Steve, she was married oh. last year. I remember. Married very, like very brief. Yes. Yeah. Married and divorced uh, producer uh, John Peters. And then this year, she was on lockdown, I guess, and fell in love with her bodyguard. His hmm. name is Dan Hayhurst. And they got married on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so it's like going pretty strong right now. It's been at least a month and three days. Yeah, look at that. That might be a record in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for her it is at this point. Fifth marriage. Jeez. What do you think? Now, there's a variety of things that can lead to a divorce. So I'm not saying it's all the same. But when you start getting to numbers like that, do and then the person says to you, oh, I, I really want to get married. Is there a big hurdle in your brain or heart of like, okay, all right, I, sh- I bet you do. I bet you do want to get married <laughs> again to me. And then who? Like, wouldn't that be tough to just buy into all of the lovey-dovey, we are forever stuff if um, it's the fifth marriage? Yeah. <laughs> just a little... Yeah. Child. Not say it couldn't be done, right? Love is powerful. Love can be miraculous. Well, she married that. that one guy twice, that Rick Salomon. Mm-hmm. It was Tommy Lee... <laughs> For three years, then it was Kid Rock for one year, then oh, Rick I Salomon. About Kid Rock. Yes, then uh, Rick Salomon twice between 2007 and 2015, then this John Peters guy from 2020 to 2020. And uh, yeah, and by the way, she's quitting social media. Oh, okay. Because it's um, a waste of time. <laughs> I think that's why people like it, because it's a waste of time. It's, who did I hear say, uh, yeah, you don't have to tell us when you're departing from social media. This is not an airport. We don't need to have you announce your departure. It's fine. Um, that Kid Rock marriage was also 06 to 06. She, so she had a 2020 to 2020 oh, and an oh. 06 to 06. Oh, I saw 07. Interesting. Oh. Wow. I, I just, I, I, so as someone who has been married once, I'm terrified of getting married and it failing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it has to do with how you're wired because I'm like, I do not ever want to fail again. Do you think? Well, it's then, little... yeah, there's scar tissue, you know, yeah. that's there yeah. probably. And it's mm-hmm. like when you get married. When I got married, I thought it was forever. I right. yes, and then literally the, thought forever. And then the heartbreak when it doesn't work out, it's too much to bear. You don't want to feel that again, right? Unless you're just kind of like, ah, whatever. This didn't work out. But I doubt, you know, most people are heartbroken over their marriage is not working, and it's just so sad to think. So you don't want to go forward with that. I've never been married because I'm terrified to get married. Yeah, because I'm afraid I might get divorced. Yeah, no, that that that's. <laughs> legit that makes perfect sense that's why it's confusing when you see someone who's like obviously there's something not clicking with the commitment yeah mm-hmm. so when you're for, on number four do you go yeah. hey, i'm gonna jump back on again what's the worst that can happen i don't know i so i either different I remember talking to a producer years ago. We were talking about Hollywood, you know, marriages and all that sort of stuff. And not to say that there's not like a marriage, you know, uh, epidemic 
in and around just normal folks as well, right? With divorce rates being so high, I don't know what the what the uh, solution is, but it feels like we were, we were saying it either should be a lot harder to get married or a lot harder to get divorced. One of the two, uh, but maybe on the front end, if it was a lot harder so that you really dug in Mm -hmm. and, you know, made yourself aware of it. But Donna, you never know. Love might just come around and it could offer some sort of healing to them because not every divorce is uh, equal fault of both parties. There are a variety of circumstances that can happen where um, one person can be the heartbreaker, one person can be the heartbroken, but I think you might have a you've got male future. Oh, thanks. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Dave, know what I, mean? I don't know about the M word, though. Now, I I, now I've like worked so hard to get my life together for me. Yes. I don't want to give up 50% of my stuff if, if <laughs> you know, uh-huh. the heartbreaker... Hmm. Hmm. Strikes again, you know? Yeah. Strikes again. Interesting. <laughs> the heartbreaker strikes, strikes again. Strikes again. Ugh. Sounds like a anyway. sequel to a movie. You guys, did you hear this crazy GameStop story with the stocks? It's crazy. It it's is crazy. really crazy. I don't really understand it, but I want to talk about it with you guys. Don, we're gamers. We I know, should I be don't in know on this story, so I'm excited to hear oh, it. Oh, you're going to like it. It's crazy. All right, it's so uh, if you see something, say something. We're going to when we come right back on My Talk. Thanks for listening to My Talk 1071. We're everything entertainment with Donna and Steve. At your service till 12 noon today when Colleen and Bradley will take over. This was a big story yesterday. We need to talk hey, about Hey, if this. you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right, this is really interesting. And Steve, you're our money guy, so you maybe might be able to explain a little bit of this. Uh, GameStop stock. GameStop, the store, Mm -hmm. right? Their stock was up more than 1,700% since January, okay? Even though the company was expected to lose money this year and next year. But I guess there's this group of investors on Reddit. Yes. That kind of just share information and just kind of talk. It's called Wall Street Bets. And they like to target short sellers. Yes. So some of them were arguing that GameStop is actually very undervalued, especially considering that a lot of people are playing games now during the pandemic, but people aren't going to the mall. Correct. So can you explain how this happened? Yeah, so this is really crazy, and I'll give you, I'll start with this. If you had, let's say, $1,000 in GameStop, just to give it some numbers here, Okay. last year, when it was trading at $4, so its stock price, GameStop, was at $4. Earlier today, now it's down since then, and that's a whole other thing of the yep. volatility of these things. Yep. Earlier today, that $1,000 would have been worth $124,000. So 
What's happening is in the past, you would have to go to an analyst, right? You'd have a financial advisor and say, what stock should I get into? And then they would give you advice. Now, what people can do is they can go to Reddit and there's this specific, that Reddit page, Wall Street Bets, is where people come together and then they target a stock that they think should be doing better or that they should all be funneling some money into to boost the price of it. And so they did that with GameStop. They also did it with Macy's. They also did it with AMC. And then they start pushing up the price of the stock. So then, hey, for instance, hey, everybody, let's buy in. GameStop is $19 right now. Tons of people buy in. As each person keeps buying in, it's pushing up the stock price more and more. Sure. And then now you bought in at $19, but now it's worth 100 bucks. Now it's worth 200 bucks. And then you know you can do the math to figure out what that can do. And then on the flip side, this is where it gets a little bit complex, but at least for me, but there are short sellers as well. So there are people who bet on the stock market. They buy a stock hoping that it goes up in price. There are other people who place the opposite bet. And they say, I think that's too high. This is going to go down. And if it goes down, the short sellers win money. But when the stock price starts to go up, the short sellers apparently have to buy more stock to hedge their own bet. And so that further drives up the price. So TLDR, GameStop is really high right now, and it's probably not going to stay there. But it's got the attention now of the White House, uh, Robinhood, a trading app where anybody can trade mm-hmm. for no fees. They have had to halt trading for it. In fact, Wall Street, the stock market, had to halt trading on it uh, in the middle of a session, which is a natural stop that they have in place right. to avoid volatility. We saw this early in the pandemic when yep. the stock market had to pause, and that was because there was too precipitous of a fall in too short a period of time where they had an emergency pause button to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Before panic sets in and this whole thing crashes, let's all take a breath and figure out what we're going to do next, and then they reopen it. So they do; they can do that for the whole stock market. They can do it for individual stocks. So in short, these kids, not kids, these people on Reddit jacked up the price of GameStop, and there are some people there saying, hey, I just got to pay off thousands of dollars in student loans because I made this money wow. on GameStop. Whoa. But now it's going to crash, right? Well, it's, it's very likely, let's say, not going to stay at $297 is what it is at right now. Okay, now it's 288 It went down $9 since I started talking about this. Oh, wow. But bear in mind um, that within the last hour, it was at $469. Wow. Um, so, but it was at $19, you know, in at the beginning of January. And there was legitimate reason for it to initially get a bump. You know the dog food service Chewy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chewy.com. Uh, one of their board members came over and is now on the board at GameStop. Yeah, and so that up. caused the bump. That that was a legitimate bump of good news for GameStop because Chewy obviously has mastered how to do digital stuff and delivery. And okay, so now sure. he's over there with GameStop saying, hey, maybe I can help you with your digital stuff. That was a real bump. Everything else that has happened since then is really fueled by GameStop. Then, by the way, Elon Musk tweeted GameStonk. I don't know why he put GameStonk, but he put that one-word tweet and then a link to the Reddit page uh, of uh, Wall Street Bets, which got more and more people saying, oh, we should buy in now. So it's kind of manufactured. Yes, it is. But... Um, Translates to real money if you're able to, you know. For sure. But shouldn't that be illegal? It's like manipulative. Well, here's the problem. 
but some people would argue none of it's legit. Okay. Like the whole thing. The stock market, if you look too closely, is a house of cards. Yes. It's all fake. We're all just putting bets on stuff, and then these numbers are going up, and then they're giving us money in exchange for these quote-unquote shares. So it's in the past, it's been hedge fund managers and financial analysts and these the, the, the people that are in in Wall Street who have had influence over the market, and that has to be closely monitored by the government. And now these people would argue power to the people. If they get to do it, why don't we get a say in that? Okay. We should have access to this information as well. Right. But the White House is now watching. By the way, since I've been talking, um, that number went from 297 to 289 to 297 net down to 271. Oh, my gosh. So you've it's, got a, it's like a penny like minute stock. by minute. And you can do things where you can set stops, where you can say, hey, I'm going to buy it at 265, and I'm selling everything at when it gets to 300. And then that way you'll sell everything when it gets to 300. The negative in that is that you, if it would really spike, you wouldn't get any of those gains above 300, but okay. you would also hedge your losses. Whew, thank you for explaining that. I didn't know you were that versed in, in the stock market. Well, the CNN article helped. I'm a quick study. <laughs> yeah, you really absorbed that very quickly. Thank you. I, well, I've played around in like penny stocks and stuff like that before, and they're super volatile. It's like it peaks for like an hour, and then boom, goes right back down. But you can see insane gains. It's a very dangerous financial game to play, kids. Um, I did see something else. It happened yesterday. Steve called me, got me oh. again. <laughs> I called her. I was like, Donna, uh, I am going into this restaurant right now. And I was thinking of you. I said, do you like ahi tuna? Yeah, I like ahi tuna. And okay, I'm like, so where's they, he going with this? I'm well, like, they got ahi tuna. I'm looking at the menu. And uh, and I don't know if it's just a Wednesday night thing. Maybe it's a Wednesday night thing. But they say that if you buy the ahi tuna tonight, uh, that they'll give you a coupon to go to the butt doctor. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, really? Goodbye. Said, Bye. I know. And then he always tries to hang up on me before I can yeah, hear him. <laughs> All right, when we come back, thank you, Dawn. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Dawn. Uh, Monday. When we come back, we'll have a dirt alert. Oh, yeah, Monday. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Enjoy your time off. Uh, we'll have music news up next.